you have the gift of hospitality? Do you enjoy smiling and greeting people? Then come on and join us with First Impressions. Why join marketing? Are you creative? Do you enjoy collaboration with others? Do you enjoy bringing the vision into full fruition? Then we need you. Join the marketing team. Why should you join Red Student Ministries? The children need your gift. Come join us. Can you help spread God's word? Can you help enhance the kingdom? We need you in the media ministry. Alright, alright. Good morning, Resurrection. Oh, come on, come on. If you're in the place, if you're online, I need to talk back to me one time. Good morning. Alright, good morning. On behalf of our pastor, Pastor Ray Brown, we want to welcome you here to Resurrection. It is our prayer that you experience God in a whole new way on today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Not only am I glad because today is another opportunity to praise the Lord, but today is a very special day here at the Resurrection, hence the video, for today is signing day. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Today is signing day. I know you're like, what? What is, what is that? What is signing day? Well, in the sports world, right, signing day is where high school athletes make a decision, make a commitment to use their talents and their gifts at a higher level for a particular organization. And today, it's really no different, really no different, right? First Peter uh, 4 and 10 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And that's really what today is all about. It's about you making a decision to put aside yourself and to use your gifts for God's glory and to serve others. So if that's you, if God is, is moving on your heart to do that on today, we want to invite you now to take out your phone and text the word volunteer, volunteer to 830-689-8074. Again, if you want to be a part of this team here at Resurrection that serves God and serves others, text the word volunteer to 830-689-8074. Now, since I have the mic, I could tell you all about youth ministry, but we're all on the same team. We're all on the same team. And so any of those, any of those ministries are all very integral parts of what we do here at Resurrection and even more so for the kingdom. So if you text that word, uh, follow the prompts on your telephone. Um, and then after service, after service, if you have some more questions, you can meet some of our representatives uh, right outside to answer any further questions you may have. But we look forward to having you be a part of this team. Amen. Amen. Now, I said we're all on the same team. And if you've been watching March, March Madness, that's been going on. A lot of times what happens with the team, those who aren't actually on the field or on the court, 
they're still on the sidelines cheering their teammates on, right? So as we get ready to go higher in praise, can we go ahead and give uh, the praise team some love as they get ready to praise God? Right, so they're going to be at work, but even more so, God is going to be at work. His angels are going to be at work. So let's go ahead and give God some praise as we go higher. Amen? Amen. Let's do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you got a better praise than that. Hallelujah. We come to give this great God, mighty God, holy God, and he's always faithful. Hallelujah. It ain't that early. Somebody can stand up and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Let me show you what I'm talking about. God, I thank you because you didn't have to wake me up this morning, but I thank you, God. God, it could have been somebody else, God. drunk God. Thank you God for saving the dope addict. Hallelujah. We got something to praise him for this morning. Hallelujah. Come on y'all. Give God some praise. Come on man. Lord we love you today Lord. There is no greater. There is no greater God. Hallelujah. Come on put your hands together.
just for who you are, not for what you've done, God, but who you are, God. If you don't do anything else and choose life, God, I know living today, God, that you've already done enough, God. You've already done enough, God. If I had 10,000 tongues, it just wouldn't be enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be prompted to praise. Praise God this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Thank you. Hallelujah, God. We bless your holy name. belongs to you, yeah, my hallelujah belongs to you, oh Lord, my hallelujah, it all belongs to you, yeah, yeah, my hallelujah belongs to You deserve it, yes you do, you deserve it, you deserve it, my hallelujah, yeah, belongs to you, yeah, yeah, my hallelujah, oh, it all belongs. Say this. You deserve it. Oh, from the bottom of my heart, Lord, I say. From the depths of my heart, Lord, I say. All of the glory belongs. Everything I have, Lord. Everything I am, Lord, I belong to you. Come on and help us say this. All of the glory, Lord, belongs to you. Oh, yeah. All of the glory, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you deserve it.
anything in your life that he deserves the glory for who woke you up this morning he I'm gonna give you about 20 more seconds to catch up you did come on tell the Lord he deserves it you did in your own language in your own way for everything he's ever done for you now everybody you deserve it Bring the music down, bring the music down. Bring the music down. Everybody, you. Oh, praise, praise. Father. 
using some of my directing skills every now yeah, and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen, amen. Everybody just lift your hand to heaven right now wherever you are. Let's go to God real quickly. Lord, you deserve it. Yes, God. Hallelujah. All the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. Father, that's what we've come to do today. We've come, we've gathered here today. We've taken out this time, this hour, this time of our lives, of all the other times that we've wasted. We don't want to waste a minute and a moment of giving you the glory and the praise. And so, Lord, we pray right now that everything that we do is in dedication and in honor to you. In fact, Lord, every breath we take, let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Bless us, anoint us afresh. Bless your word, let it be magnified, your name. Let it be glorified. Bless your people. Let them be edified. Penalize not these people for the lack of this person. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All the saints of God say amen. Say amen one more time. Amen. Look around. Look around and say don't get too close. Don't get too close. We ain't out of it yet. We ain't out of it yet. Amen. Tell them I don't know you that good. Tell them I don't know you that good. Okay. I see that ain't going to work with y'all. Let's just celebrate God filling this house back up again. Amen. Amen. You can do better than that. Come on, give God some praise. You can do. Let me just say this. If we're giving accolades to each other, it's okay how you can, you know. But when you think about the person who has enabled your heart to continue to beat, with or without blood pressure medication, the fact that you are alive and that you can clap your hands, you ought to do a little bit better. Be enthusiastic about giving God praise. I've heard people make a lot of noise when the Spurs win and and all these other championships. Y'all, we winners. Come on and give God praise like you just won the championship. Amen. Amen. Remain seated for just one moment. We want to continue our series called The Songs of Life. I thought I said stand, but okay. Thank you. You are very perceptive. Amen. About 10 of y'all got that, amen. I said, you should remain standing, and y'all sat down. Lord, have mercy. No wonder y'all can't say amen. Y'all don't know your cues, amen, 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 amen. Don't, you can't follow everybody, amen, even in church. <laughs> My neighbor sat down, I'm going to sit down. <laughs> amen, amen. We're continuing our series as you remain standing. entitled Songs in the Key of Life. And we're looking at these psalms because we believe that they will teach us life lessons about ourselves. And we want to shed our sermonic spotlight today on Psalms 138. And we're reading from the New Living Translation, and I want a reading to your hearing, only verse 8, and it reads, The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Look at a neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but the Lord will work out his plan for my life. Come on, look at him one more time. Hey, neighbor, I ain't boasting, I ain't bragging, but it's going to happen. 
He's going to work out his plan for my life. If you believe that, make a noise for the Lord right now. You may be seated. Amen. 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 Now y'all can sit down. Sit, sit down. Sit down. Amen. We're going to have to start doing this again. Amen. Thank you, praise team. Wonderful, wonderful, awesome job. We love to know family background, family history. We love to know where we came from. In fact, we really need to know where we came from because knowing connects us, it links us, it bonds us to something that is greater than ourselves. Knowing reminds us that we are not floating on islands of ponds of detachments or sailing on a grand river, rather, of continuity. That's why God wants all of us to know his story. It's a story about Bethlehem beginnings. It's a story about manger miracles and enemy warfare in the wilderness, fishermen friends in Galilee. It's about the stumbles of Peter and the stubbornness of Paul. It's a story with one great headline, and here it is. God saves people. If it was a movie, that'd be the title. God saves people. He saves people from the guttermost to the utmost. He, 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 he so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God cast his net over countries and cultures, over cities over princes and presidents and paupers, over Pontius Pilate's of power and over the Peter, James, and Johns of the marketplace. God takes the whole mess of us and cleans us up. That's God's story. And here's the good news. Here's the good news. If it were a movie, you'd have a part in it. And you would not be an extra. Can I get a witness? And so it's so easy to miss this and to misplace because life keeps pulling us down, knocking us down, keeps tearing us down and holding us down. The, the traffic, the tension, the troubles, the detours, the doctors, the pressure, the homework. Life is a challenge with no prelude or sequel. It's full of ups and downs. It's full of smiles and frowns. It's full of laughter and tears, births and deaths, starting and stopping. It's hectic. It's, it's haphazard. One week a bonus, the next week a bill. There are playgrounds and cemeteries on the same block, and it can cause us to wonder sometimes, what's the point? Is there a plot? Is there a plan? Is there a purpose to all of this drama? I think author Max Lucado tells it best in his story as he shared of being as a child recruited as a child for the play The Wizard of Oz. He recounted learning the songs and the dances, and he was assigned to play the part of a munchkin, but the director overlooked one critical detail. He never told the children the story. He assumed they had all watched the movie, but they hadn't, and as far as they knew, Toto was some chocolate candy bar, and the yellow brick road was an avenue in Disney World. The kids knew nothing of Kansas tornadoes or 
hot air balloons. They didn't know the story. They didn't, they didn't know how it started. They didn't know how it ended. And yet they found themselves right smack dab in the middle of it. Dress rehearsal nearly wrecked them when a house crashed out of the sky. Queen floated in a bubble. Long nose witch waved her crooked wand in their direction because all of us know it can be terrifying living life in Munchkin Land. Unless you read the screenplay. Unless you know the final act. When you enter the stage equipped with the right script, when you know the script, everything changes. I need to pause right there and ask anybody in this house, do you know the script? Because if you know, if they would have known the script, they would have known that in the end, the witch melts. And so it doesn't matter how much she cackles. She can cackle all she wants because in the end, good wins. And if you know the script, it changes everything. See, some of y'all can't shout because you don't know the script. Some of you don't know the cues to your amens because you don't know the script. The script changes everything. And that's the framework for David's declaration in 2 Samuel 22 and 25. The message version says, God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. Uh, Y'all need to read that when you get a chance. Because most of us are more than a few days between the womb and the tomb. And you need to understand this if you haven't already grasped it. And that is your story is wrapped up in God's story. And here's the good news. God has a plan. It's not haphazard. Above us and around us, God is directing a grander saga written by his will, orchestrated by his hand, and unveiled according to his calendar. The Lord will work out his plan for my life. If you can't shout on that, I will do it for you. And that raises a good question, and here's a good place to pause. How are we to line ourselves up with this? How, how, how do we get to living our life according to the plan that God has for it. I'll give it to you in just a second, but I got to give it a disclaimer before I give it to you because to acknowledge that God has a plan for us doesn't mean that we're to live without any ambition or any sense of direction in our lives. It doesn't mean that we're simply supposed to wander aimlessly day to day waiting for God to blaze a trail for us out of nothing. But what it does mean is this. Here it is. As we strive to live our lives according to God's will, we have the confidence and the assurance that God is also working on our behalf, behind the scenes, pulling the strings, making things happen in ways we couldn't imagine, through methods that we couldn't have predicted, using people that we would not have chosen. Can I get a witness in this? You're not alone in charting the course of your life. God is at work. You may not realize it. That's why Jeremiah 29 and 11, if you've been saved for at least three months, you ought to be able to quote this scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans to prosper you. I thought I'd get more noise than that. Not to harm you, but to give you a future 
and to give you a hope. And so Psalms 38 celebrates the name, the faithfulness, the intimate care, the steadfast love of Almighty God in all the myriad places we find ourselves in light. And it shows us three qualities that it can align us with God's plan for us. That as we claim the certainty of this promise, we must first decide that we are going to live a life of praise. Say life of praise. Come on, look at your neighbor and encourage your neighbor. Say, neighbor, live a life of praise. Everybody know what praise is, don't you? David begins this song. There you go. Demonstrate it. He says, I will give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. That's why when you praise God, you got to put some passion behind it. I know that everybody ain't, you know, they, we got quiet Christians and that, that, that's okay. But, but every now and then God has given you a crazy blessing and he deserves a crazy praise. And David says, I will give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. Here's what he says. I will sing your praises before the gods. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness for your promises are backed all by the honor of your name. Notice his praise is personal. I will give you thanks. See, the reason why you can't praise God for me is because you don't know what he's done for me. And the reason why I can't praise him for you because I don't know what God has done for you. You got to praise him for yourself. His praise is personal, but it's based. It's also public. He says, I bow before your holy temple as I worship. He's doing it in public. He's saying, I'm not ashamed to go to church if I'm the only one on my row giving you praise. And then it's based on a promise for your promises are all backed by the honor of your name. Because to praise God is to thank God. And to thank God is to praise God. And right now, each of us in this place today, I don't care which row you're sitting on, you have at least something for which to be thankful that if God never did anything else good for you, you could spend the rest of your life thanking God for what he's already done done if he doesn't pay another bill if he doesn't give you another raise if he doesn't give you another day you still got every the rest of your days to start thanking him and I understand some people don't have this attitude some people have an appreciation deficit they have an appreciation deficit when you see people who don't have nothing to be thankful they just got a deficit of appreciation and they ain't the only ones. They, it's been said in the regions of Mexico where there are some hot and cold springs that are found side by side. Side by side. Hot spring and a cold spring. Women bring their laundry there. And when they bring their laundry there, they boil them in the hot spring. And they rinse them in the cold spring. Tourists saw this taking place. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Yes. A tourist saw this uh, taking place and. And, and went to the tour guide and said, oh, they must be so grateful. Uh, they must think Mother Nature is so generous with enough hot water and enough cold water. They must be grateful. He said, no, nah, they grumble all the time because she didn't give them no soap. <laughs> some of y'all got it, some didn't. But don't miss that because, see, sometimes we just miss opportunities to give thanks. 
there's always an opportunity. We just, the opportunities are there. And David says, I'm going to take full I'm, I'm, <laughs> advantage of this. He says, I'm going to thank him for his unfailing love. I'm, I'm going to thank him for his faithfulness. And, and his promises are backed by his honor. And then he ver in verse 3, he thanks God for answered prayer. He thanks God for encouragement and for strength. We can thank God, y'all, for the Holy Spirit that indwells us and gives us power and strength strength for daily living. We can thank God, y'all, for his son that died on the cross and got up early Sunday morning with all power in his hand. We can thank God, y'all, for the scriptures that are a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We can thank God for the church. We can thank God for our jobs. We can thank God for our houses. We can thank God for our businesses. We can thank God for our partners. We can thank God for our spouses. We can thank God for our children, even though they all got different personalities we can thank God for our family we can thank God for our friends we can thank God for every detail of our life because God is involved in every detail of our life Ralph Waldo Emerson once observed that if constellations of stars appeared only once a thousand years all of us would be incredibly excited but because we can see them every night, most of us barely even take the time to look up. And someone uh, needs to get this because one of the evidences of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is a reversal of that kind of twisted pattern of living. That as God works in our lives, we exhibit more and more an appreciation and thankfulness that's in proportion to the gifts and the blessings that we have already received. And since you came to church, I'm going to do you like I did the last service. I got to give you some homework. Anybody ready for that? I know you're not, but I'm going to give it to you. Shouldn't have came. You're responsible now that you've heard it to, to live it. So here's your homework. Here's your This week, here's your homework. And look at the person with you if you came with somebody. This week, you ought to spend every day thanking God for everything you came in contact with throughout the day. Let me give you a quick example. When you wake up, thank God for it. When you get out the bed, thank God for it. Thank God for the blanket that kept you warm. Thank God for the thermostat that you, for, for having central air conditioning, central heating. Thank God for the alarm that prevented you from oversleeping. Thank God for the electricity and the energy that provided you light and heat. Thank God for the food in your refrigerator, the food in your cabinet, a stove to cook it in, a microwave to cook it on. Thank God for indoor plumbing. Thank God for hot and cold running water. Thank God you got soap. Thank God you got toothpaste that keeps your teeth from falling out. Thank God you got polygrip to help hold your teeth in. Thank God for everything that crosses your path. Ah, somebody's still sitting down. Somebody, you need to thank God because listen, when you do that it reminds you that God is the source of every good and perfect thing in your life. God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. God is the sustainer of our lives. Without God, we would have nothing. We would be nothing and we would go nowhere. This week, you ought to give God thanks and remember Remember, it's always a choice. The next time somebody cuts you off and y'all don't have an accident, don't get mad. Say, praise God. Who? I almost admit. Listen, God, you owe God a praise. Some people walk around in this world acting like the world owes this something. I got news for you. If you want those kind of people to think somebody always owe you something, then you better get ready for a life of, of sour hours. 
You will never get reimbursed. The sky will never be blue enough. The snake will never be tender enough. The, the universe will never be good enough. You're going to snap and snarl and cuss and complain your way to an early grave. But the grateful heart sees every day as a gift, every moment as a treasure, every second as a gem. Thankful people focus less on the pillows they lack and more on the privileges they got. You ought to live a life of praise. Give me a demonstration real quick. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> not only should you live a life of praise, not only should you live a life of praise, but you need to secondly live a life of humility. Now, I got, to, I, got to, I, got to, I got to show you because a lot of us don't know what humility is. Humility does not mean that you go around with your head hung down. It's a critical quality. Verse 6, David says, the Lord is great and he cares for the humble. The Lord cares for the humble. Don't miss it because the next verse says, the next part says he keeps his distance from the proud. But I got to share what you would humble is so you don't get it twisted. Because a lot of people think humble is a person with bad posture. Too timid to speak up. That's not humility. Hum humility is not jumping through hoops, hoops to please somebody. You're not a circus animal. It's not struggling to keep it 100 with people who have a dollar store mentality. See, you got to stop trying to be day one for people who are just one day. Uh, 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 that, that, that's not humility. That's abuse. Some of you came to church and you can be honest enough to remember and acknowledge a cartoon character named Underdog. Keep, keep looking, keep... Underdog, y'all don't remember Saturday's bowl of cereal, was always here to save the day. That's Mighty Mouse, but I, I combined them in. Underdog was a superhero. That's a whole nother story, <laughs> cartoon. Underdog was a superhero who frequently saved the world from certain doom, mainly by the arch, his arch nemesis, Simon Bar Sinister. Y'all who are real young got to go on YouTube. It's there. But when he wasn't saving the world, guess what Underdog was doing? He was a shoeshine boy. And, and the customer would often, after he'd get through shining his shoes, give him a nickel and say something like, shoeshine boy, you are so lovable and humble. And then Underdog, he was humble, but he wasn't about to accept no wooden nickel, so he bite the nickel. But he was humble. Why was he humble? Because even though he was a superhero with superpowers, y'all, he did not care if people only thought of him as a shoeshine boy. Y'all still not getting this. 
In other words, in, in other words, in, in other words, he, he didn't care who got the credit. He wasn't after any glory. The job itself was more important to him than the accolades that came along with it. And part of being humble means accepting the fact that you will not always get credit that you deserve. Can I get a witness? If you are constantly fighting for your own glory, then God can't work out his plan in your life. God can't glorify himself through you if, if you're the soul, your sole ambition is to glorify yourself. Humble people don't kid themselves about who deserves the glory, about who deserves the praise, about who deserves the credit for the good things that are happening in their life. Humble people understand. David says in verse 3, as soon as I I pray you answer me, you encourage me by giving me strength. Every king in all the earth will thank you. Lord, all of them will hear your words. Y'all hear this. Yes, they will sing about the Lord's ways for the glory of the Lord is very great. We all want when we pray for God to change situations. Y'all, the world is a mess. It's a mess everywhere. We want God to, 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 to stop all this mess. We want God to bring down the gas prices. We want God to, 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 to stop the North Koreans. We want God to change Putin's heart, to stop the war in Ukraine. We want God to stop racism and school shootings and terrorism. Those are legitimate prayers. And the songwriter prophetically proclaimed that one day. And he said it like this, all of them will take place. Y'all not hearing me. Some of us prayed like we ain't never prayed during the pandemic. Just so that we could get out the house of the people that we were sharing it with. Lord, you're going to do something here. Whew, I don't know if I could do this another day. And God got us vaccines and nobody wanted to get the shot. What? Well, I don't know. Christian folk. I ain't saying you got to be Christian to get a shot, but I mean, what did you pray for? That's a whole nother sermon. Are you going to trust God? First of all, man didn't make that vaccine. God gave man the wisdom. Every vaccine has ever been made. God put the cure. Some of y'all waiting to go to a Benny Hinn meeting. Let me tell you something. He ain't healing folk no more. I don't think he healed people in the beginning, but that's, they maybe shouldn't play this on radio. But listen, I, all I'm trying to say is that God is a healer. And I don't know if it was the vaccine or not, but listen, all I know is that I woke up this morning and had another reason to give God praise. David's prayer was asking God to change situations, but not only situations, to change hearts. He says, you encourage me by giving me strength so that I can face and embrace every situation or any complication. And verse 6 voices a truth that stuns every leader if they read it of this world. And it says this, basically, as high as you think you are, you ain't higher than God. I, don't y'all ever be scared of Putin or anybody else. God is still in control. He might have nuclear arms. Arms, but God's got the whole world in his hand. Oh, Y'all don't hear me. 
because listen to the verse again though the Lord is great he cares for the humble but he keeps his distance from the proud in this world y'all you know we it, America is all messed up we the values that we got now favor the pro, people who got pride and arrogance and self-confidence we think all those things and braggadocia David speaks counter to all of that that God looks down on the proud I didn't make that up. It's in your Bible. God looks down on the proud. The more people try to puff themselves up, the smaller they become in the eyes of God. Y'all remember that egocentric Pharisee who had, didn't have sense enough to cry out to God in Jesus' parable? He discovered that the person who was really justified by God is the person who has sense enough to cry out to God and say, God, have mercy on me. I'm nothing but just a sinner. And a humble person knows I don't deserve the credit a humble person knows I don't deserve the glory because I did not get here on my own I can't stay here on my own that God helped me become who I am and what I am Alex Haley the author of Roots that saga that was on television back in the 70s had a picture on his desk in his office of a turtle sitting on a fence post a turtle Sitting on a fence post. A turtle. Can you see that? A profound lesson. Just, just looking at the turtle on a fence post, you, are under, you automatically understand a lesson. A profound lesson. Don't you miss it? Because whenever you see a turtle on a fence post, first thing you ought to know is that he didn't get there by himself. <laughs> Somebody had to help him. Somebody had to help you. Oh, okay, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give you this illustration because I'm, I'm just, you know, I've been out of school a little while before I, right before I arrived here as pastor 32 years ago. That slipped out. Wasn't supposed to give you that much information. But, 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 but one of the preeminent concerns of educators when I was in school, educators in academia, is training students to properly ascribe credit. If you do a paper, you got to cite your sources or you're guilty of plagiarism, which can ultimately get you kicked out of the program. Y'all getting quiet. Is anybody in here guilty of that? I'm just here to sound the alarm that I ain't worried about your, your, your school stuff. Just don't get kicked out of God's blessing program because you took credit for stuff that God alone did. I wish I had some help. You need to give God credit every time Stop talking about what you did and you pulled yourself by your own, up by your own bootstraps. It was God that held your hand, God that comforted your spirit, God that dried your tears, God that was with you when you was all by yourself, when you didn't want to wake up the next day, God that kept you from drowning, God that mended you, maintained you, God walked with you, God wept with you, God healed you, God held you, God preserved you God protected you God gave you strength he spoke to your spirit he sustained you he lifted you up he kept you from sinking he made you hold your head back up again he kept you from going cocoa for cuckoo for cocoa puffs he kept you from losing and when nobody else was there somebody ought to stand up and give him praise when they wasn't calling you just to say hey I'm just want to check on you God was there leading you and guiding you and directing you and fighting 
anointing for you and opening doors for you and making ways for you. Somebody right now can testify if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be. I didn't know how that bill was going to get paid. I didn't know if I was going to stay in the apartment another month, but I got to give God credit. I got to give God glory because he walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me I'm his own and I'm going to give him all the honor. I'm going to give him all the praise. Somebody ought to shout I'm living a life of praise. Live a life of praise. Live a life of humility. But then thirdly, live a life of trust. Man, when I was working this sermon out, it didn't even occur to me to share this with you. It's amazing what happens when you stand up behind the podium. And I'm going to give you this one for free. This is the bonus content. Y'all don't trust God. If you did, more than 10% would be tithing. See, and y'all be shouting right now. Oh, yeah, we trust him when we don't have no income, Lord, if you just give me some income. Going to get that lottery ticket. If I win the lottery, I'm going to get God 10%. No, you ain't. If you can't give him 10% of 100, you ain't going to give him 10% of a million. Uncle Sam going to get his. Attorney fees going to take theirs. You're going to put what's left and y'all going to buy whatever you're going to buy and you're going to be broke again. Because you're living on money. Money is your master. But when God is your master, he can take you where money can't take you. You, you don't even have to have a million dollars to live a million dollar lifestyle when God is your master. Because somewhere I read the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And they... Y'all ain't hearing me. That's what happens when you trust God. I told y'all that was the bonus content. <laughs> We've got to develop and work on trust. Y'all, that's why we keep coming back to church. We got to learn how to trust him. Listen to verse 7. He says, though I'm surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. That, my brothers and sisters, requires trust. Because sometimes, listen, God has to take us through some stuff. Y'all, the reason why some stuff we're going through is because God's trying to teach us some stuff. We, we, we can't get the lesson until God takes us through some stuff in order for God to work effectively in our lives. And, and some, somebody told me this years ago, there's some stuff, Bray, you just ain't going to get away with. There, there's some stuff that you're going to watch other people do, and it seems like they, they, God ain't going to let you do that because God's got an assignment on you. He's got a calling on you. When you are going through some, this will help you right here. It, it, it all boils down to this. Will you trust God? Are you, listen, listen. Because you're not going to ever understand everything that you're going through and why you're going through it. But you can trust God. You can trust that God is working it out. You can trust that God is making a way. You can trust that God is ordering your steps and using your problems to ultimately work out his plan. Can I get a witness right there? Okay, I got, to, I got to explain it a little bit more because there's a story I, I shared during the pandemic, uh, uh, and I'll share it with you live, uh, of this couple that had collected all these antique 
teacups from all over the world. The story goes that they spotted this one gorgeous antique teacup, and, and, and as they were admiring it, the teacup said, Psst, come here. Psst. See all this? You see my glory. Can I tell you my story? And, and, and the story goes that the, the teacup, teacup began to testify. True story. Teacup began. Teacup said, I, "I I used to be nothing but clay, until a teacup master found me. And when he found me, he scooped me out. He rolled me over, patted me down, and and put me on a spinning wheel. Then after that, he put me in an oven. I didn't like that. That oven was something. I thought I would die. I I, I, I yelled immediately to the teacup master, "Let me out! Get me out of here!" But he smiled and and shook his head and said, "Not yet." And then he opened the door and took me out then he brushed me and then he began to paint me and then he put me back in the oven and I begged and I pleaded I cried and I screamed get me out of here but he kept on shaking his head I could look out the oven window and see him saying not yet but once the oven door opened he took me out and put me on a shelf and on that shelf he handed me a mirror and when I looked at the mirror I didn't even recognize myself he made me into what I had never been before what I had never could have ever been if I had not endured that process I got to go y'all it's been a long day for me but this is your word for today your word is that just like that teacup in that story you and I ain't going through nothing but a process somebody ought to just get that word in your spirit that when you go through this process listen no matter what you think you are now you are not going to look like what you are you ain't going to even look like what you've been through you are going through a process and when God gets through with you, you will never be what you've been before. You will be what God intended you to be. Just like Andre Crouch says, I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times in my life I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave consolation to let me know I was his own. Then he says, through it all, through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. And I learned to trust in God through it all, through it all. I've learned to depend on his word. Oh, that's too contemporary for you? I've got some old school for you. Listen, because listen, it might be rough sometimes and, and it might be tough sometimes, but you got to understand God will take care of you. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? If you hang in there, if you hold out, whatever you've gone through, whatever you're going through, God will take care of you. Songwriter said, can I give you some old school? I trust in God, whatever I may be, up on the hills of the raging sea. So come what may from day to day, my heavenly father watches over me. My daddy would sing that song all the time right before he preached. I didn't know what it meant back then, but now I know that whatever come my way from day to day, God will take care of you. 
I've lived long enough now to have seen the lightning flashing. I've lived long enough that I've heard the thunder roll. I've felt sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But I heard, is there anybody that's ever heard the voice of Jesus telling you to still fight on? He'll never leave you, never alone. I'm not preaching no more. I'm just testifying. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never alone. That's my word for your resurrection. Goodbye, y'all. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go out and get some good food. But before I let you go, I got to tell you, I'm glad today that God has a plan that is working out in my life. Yes, he is. Is there anybody here who believes that God will work out his plan in your life? Won't he do it? Oh, I need about five more people who will say, yes, he will. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? Say yeah. Yes. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? All right. Come on and give him some praise. Come on and give him some praise. Come on and give him some praise. Give him some praise. Yeah. Listen, you might as well give him some praise. I don't know what Sue came to do, but I came to praise his name. I came to lift him up. I came to do my dance. Because somebody hasn't not yet given him praise. But on three, if he's done something for you, you ought to just stand up and say, neighbor, don't bother me now. Because I got a reason. Number one, y'all ready? Number two, number the 
They counted me out. They said he'd never come back. But God had another plan. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? says let everything that has breath to praise ye the Lord if you got breath you ought to give God some praise for what he's done for what he's doing for what he's going to do amen 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 bless the Lord bless the Lord bless the Lord my God my God Preacher said that the headline is God saves people. God saves people. And I'm crazy enough to believe there's somebody here in person or even watching online that's been crying out 911 waiting for something to change, something to shift in their life. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So now it's time to do your part. If you want to praise, like the praise that, that this pastor, this preacher just had, it starts with accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That wasn't for show. That's because what God has done for him and taken him through over years and years of life and ministry. But it all started 
with him making the decision to accept Christ as his Lord. And so we want to encourage you now to do the same. You wonder, how, how do I do that? Where do I start? It's real simple. A, B, C. A, admit that you're a sinner. And without God, you're lost in sin. Believe that Jesus Christ not only died on the cross, but that he got up with all power in his hands. And C, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. If that's you, I've got good news. You are indeed saved. And we want to praise God with you right now for what he's getting ready to do in your life. Now, maybe you've already accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you're in search of a church home. You're in search of a pastor who can teach and, and preach and, and hold your hand as you walk through this Christian journey. We want to invite you now to join Resurrection, to be a part of this family of believers where, we, where nothing hinders our praise from Sunday to Sunday, but we give God our all. And so if that's you, if you've decided to give your life to Christ or you want to be a part of this resurrection body, we want to invite you now to simply text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 830-689-8074. Excuse me, 830-689-8074. Now, the pastor also said, you don't trust God. And now is your opportunity to prove him wrong. Because it's time to give. It's time to give. So if you want to be obedient, not to the pastor, but to God's word, and give of your gifts financially, tithe your 10% or give your offering, we want to invite you now to text uh, RBC1 uh, to 77 977. Again, RBC1 to 77.977 and follow the instructions or you can mail it in or drop it off here at our shirts location. Amen. 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 What a wonderful service we have had on today. What a great time we have had in the Lord. Can we give God another hand clap of praise for our pastor? Pastor Brown in that word reminding us all that God indeed has a plan for our lives. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. God keep you. A reminder, reminder, today is signing day. Come on. Today is signing day, which means we are in an effort to recruit others to help us fulfill our mission in doing kingdom work here at Resurrection. And so, again, if you are interested, listen, Resurrection has been blessed with many, many resources, many, many resources. But the greatest resource we have is you, the people, you, the people. And I believe that God wants to use somebody here under the sound of my voice for his glory and to help serve others. So, again, if you're interested in media, uh, marketing, first impressions or you text the word volunteer to 830-689-8074. And you can meet us outside after service if you have any further questions 
on how you can be a part of those various ministries. Thank God again for you on today. Join us again on Wednesday for Word on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. And again, next Sunday, same time, same place for another dynamic word, songs in the key of life brought to you by our pastor. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. If you're to my right, you're going to exit out this door. If you're to my left, you're going to exit out uh, this door. God bless you and God keep you.